Aberdeen United Methodist Church, Church of the Warm Heart. Good morning. If this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, we have a welcome bag for you. Uh, Lisa, who is guarding the door right now, uh, will find you either at the uh, meet and greet time or, or after the service and uh, uh, greet you properly. If you're joining, uh, joining us online, hello and welcome to you. We are blessed to have you with us this morning. Uh, we pray that wherever you are, uh, you might be touched by a word, a smile, a song, uh, or just, just in God's presence this morning. My kids, uh, they woke up this morning and they, and they, and they said, Dad, it's, it's not Pentecost, you're wearing red. Like, as I know, I feel like Captain Kangaroo. And then I had to explain who Captain Kangaroo <laughs> was to them. It's been off the air for a while. Uh, I, it was, I woke up, it was gray, it was cloudy and cold, I just wanted something happy. Uh, sometimes it, uh, that's what it takes. Uh, Don Brister was our worship leader this morning at the first service. We have two services. Uh, usually we don't have him do a reprise, but uh, Don says, I want to give the announcements again. So here's Don. Okay. Check out the bulletin on the back is a few of the activities that you can participate in this, this, uh, this coming week. Uh, today is Communion Sunday for those of you that are viewing online. Uh, get your elements ready, and they'll be blessed later by, by the pastor and God. A uh, couple of announcements. We have a few openings on staff at the moment. We're looking for a sound technician for our services and also a maintenance and building supervisor. Uh, if you want interested in either one of these positions, catch Pastor Mike or the SPP, SPPRC chairman, Margaret Pridmore. On a side note, our maintenance person that we're looking for helps to set up tables and, and for some of the classes and events and as we wait for that position to be filled, if we're looking for a few volunteers during the week to help us set up bell tables and so forth, set up for the coffee hour and the like. So if you're interested, contest, contact Pastor Mike. Next Sunday, you know what next Sunday is? Daylight savings time. <sighs> set your clock ahead. Spring forward. Lose an hour of sleep. Next Sunday. Um... I hope you have a chance, if you haven't already, to see the FLC. Uh, it is really, they did a terrific job. So, and if you're over there, uh, be careful walking around. It is still a, is still a uh, construction site. Uh, you going to talk first? You want me to talk first? Okay. I just, I who, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? For, the, for those of you who might not know. Who should I be today? I'm Nicole Walker, youth minister, and I uh, mentioned last week that we're, we're, our youth missions trips are back. We're headed to Loveland, Colorado this summer, and uh, we've been asking folks to sponsor a mile of our trip, and last week we only had 800 miles of the 1550 sponsored. And so I stood up and I just shared, you know, how much we needed your support and, and how much I I always tell the kids that you love them, and then you came through for me, and now we have 1,800 miles sponsored. So I just wanted to say thank you for that, and thank you for your support of our kids. Okay. I want to talk to you about an opportunity that all of us have to also help with the youth mission trip. Uh, five or six years ago now, my wife and I, who have we did something similar in California when we lived there for, did it for over 20 years, is that we sponsor a trivia night. So we have a trivia night, uh, and all the proceeds go to the mission trip. So put this date down. should be easy for everyone in here that's an adult to remember. The trivia contest is April 15th, tax day. If you make... A contribution to the trivia contest is tax deductible. So that's another incentive. So let me tell you what we do. When I say trivia contest, people say, oh, no, I'm no, I'm no good at trivia. I don't want to be embarrassed. I guarantee you, you will not be embarrassed because you play in teams. Teams of four. There is an entry fee, $10 a person, $40 a team. And uh, that is the money that we use and we have some raffles during the night. We have all kind of stuff. There's food. There's everything there. And what you do is you sit at a table with 
four, four person teams. I ask a question. You have an answer sheet. You write the answer down with your team. You collaborate. After five questions, you turn your answer sheet in and I ask five more. So if you're interested in doing this, and I guarantee you'll have a good time. I've got four sample questions. These are the, the type of questions that will be asked on the trivia contest. I'm going to ask them this morning. You don't have to, don't answer them out loud. Just think to yourself. One of the questions I asked this morning will actually be on the quiz, the night of the 15th. So you got a freebie right there. So here are the four questions. Think about it. Super Bowl 57 was won by the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles last month. Here's your question. What state was the game played in? Question two. How many dots are on a pair of dice? How many dots are on a pair of dice? Question three. The Roman god of the sea shares its name with which planet? And the last one, what was the first full-length animated Disney film? The first full-length animated Disney film. I did this in the first service, and then everybody came over to the FLC, and they were, they were telling me that they got all of them right, except they didn't get all of them right. <laughs> Very few people got the last question I asked. So if you're interested in playing a trivia contest, it's a great night. You'll have a great time. Help raise money for our youth. And as the pastor said last week, the adults of this church love our children, love our youth. Here is your chance to show them that you love them. Thank you, Captain. Thanks, Don. Yay! Thank you, Don, for coming in. How many, how many people are on the mission trip? All together, adults and the kids. 17. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to sending you away and hoping you all come back. That'd be good. Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
Please be seated, unless you're a little kid like fifth grade and below. This is your time in worship. And we got some online too, but come on down. Cute polka dot dress. Cute Sesame Street dress too. I think that's Sesame Street. Oscar and all that. Mom, sit with me, please. Awesome. So... Whenever, whenever someone makes me mad or someone does something that I don't like or something, somebody hurts me or does something to me, I write it in a book. Yep. And in 50 some years, uh, 49, I'm 49 right now, this is how thick my book is right now. And I have to add a couple. They messed up the slides upstairs. The worship band played a song I didn't know. Someone sitting in my pew. But if I go all the way back to the beginning, let's let's see. Uh, Ooh, first grade. (gasps) Gabe, my friend Gabe, took a quarter off the ground after I saw it first. Wrote it down. Yeah. Let's see. What's later on in life? It It doesn't. It doesn't look like I wrote in there. This is actually our membership book at church. I just don't really have a big book to go, so I gotta. So we got. We're gonna pretend for a moment. All right, all right. Let's see. Oh, I, I probably shouldn't even say this one. Um, I was in an outdoor porta potty once, and it was hit by a car while I was in it. True story. Don't ask questions. So many questions. <laughs> so many questions. Uh, let's see, let's see, what else, what else could be in here? Oh, I went to Popeye's, and I ordered extra biscuits, and do you know what? They didn't give give me extra biscuits, and I got home, and there were no extra biscuits. It's amazing how many of my my things in here are food-related. I should probably check on that. And they also wanted chicken in it, and they didn't put chicken in it. What, I remember once I asked for spicy chicken, because I, as spicy as they got, and they gave me mild and I, I still remember that, and I wrote it down. So here's my book of all the things that people have ever done me wrong. Uh, it's actually not, but pretend it was. Yeah. Can, should I carry this around all the time and just write stuff down? That would be weird. Why is he always carrying a book? Why is he always carrying a book? That's right. Do you think my arms will get tired after a while? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I'll keep it at home and remember, and then... And when you get home, just write it in the book. And then write it in the book. You're, you're thinking. I like this. Yeah. I really don't have a book like this, do I? No. no. Do you think people, some people have books in their hearts like this? That they try to remember every bad thing that's ever happened to them? Yeah. Do you know what happens if you keep collecting all this stuff? What? It gets heavy, doesn't it? It gets heavy to carry in your arms, and it gets heavy to carry in your heart. So what's a better plan? Do you have a better plan? Uh, to write it down in a book. To write it down. Well, I don't. In your diary. Write it in my diary. But is there a better plan for, for me not to carry this around? Keep or it. What should I do? Forgive. Forgive? That's right. What if I forgot about that thing that Gabe did, took that quarter, and I just ripped the page out and threw it away? Yeah, yeah, I don't have to say sorry to him. He needs to say sorry to him. And he hasn't done it yet. Forty-four years later. I'm still waiting for that phone call. I do know people who were still waiting for a phone call from something 20 years ago. It's never, never happened. Maybe I should rip out this one. Maybe I should rip out this one. In the Bible, they talk about a book. And they call it the book of life. Our names are written in the book of life. I used to think the book in the Bible, uh, somewhere up in heaven, there was a book that God had of all the bad things that I did. So someday when I got to heaven, God would say, hmm, guess what? I remember back in 1987, 
This is what happened. But do you know what? God does not have a book entitled All the Horrible Things That Pastor Mike Did in His Lifetime. He has a book called The Book of Life. My problem is I carry around a book like this in my heart. And when we forgive, we can rip out that page and not carry it around anymore. That's my lesson today about forgiveness. Because when we forgive, we don't have to carry that around anymore. Can you pray with me? God above, bless these little ones that as they grow in favor and, and in stature, may they be children of you, always loving, always forgiving, and full of mercy and grace. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. I'm Pastor Jen. Will you join with me in an attitude of prayer? Uh, this is a time of our service where we come together. We share prayer requests and concerns with, with our neighbors. If you have anything that's on your heart that you would like to share this morning, please feel free to share it aloud. Then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that we may feel your presence and be transformed by your love. Create in us a desire to be patient and kind and move us towards compassion for self and for others. Lord, you reveal to us the way of love, love through hardships, love through struggles, love through strained and broken relationships. Help mend what is broken in ourselves as, as well as in the relationships with others. Help us to let go of anger and learn to forgive when we feel wronged. We ask that bitterness and resentment not take root in our hearts, but be released to you. We lay it all at the cross, Lord. May we be healed by your love, your grace, and your forgiveness. And Lord, today we come together as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As willing and able, let's stand for our next congregational song, I Surrender All.
Awesome. Uh, I surrender all as as Jesus was hanging up on that cross. He surrendered all. Uh, But he shared seven sayings, uh, seven phrases that we are using for our Lenten sermon series called Crosswords. And uh, Nicole would read one of them for us today. From Luke chapter 23, verses 32 to 34. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. This is the word of the Lord. So if you follow Highway 101 down the coast... Like down the Oregon coast, one of the last towns you hit before you get to that wasteland of California is, is the town of Brookings. I've never heard of Brookings, and I've never heard one of its most fascinating stories until recently. Maybe you've heard of it. So in World War II, the Japanese poked the proverbial tiger with its attack on Pearl Harbor, and the U.S. Pacific Fleet got about the business of fighting its new adversary, island to island, over in the West. In an effort to get the Pacific Fleet to back off from its offenses, the Japanese tried different means to get the, the fleet to go back to the West Coast to play defense. At first, they tried balloons. Balloons. Can you believe it? I can believe it now uh, from the last couple of weeks. But the explosive balloons. Um... Some were let loose in Japan, carried over by the jet stream, crossed the ocean. One landed in about close to Bly, Oregon, and it killed a few unfortunate folk who went out to explore what this thing was. Uh, five kids and a pregnant woman out on a church retreat. There were also reports of submarines patrolling the coast. Every night for a few years during the war, major port cities turned off all the lights so, so the enemy couldn't figure out where, where the city was. Can you imagine Los Angeles, totally dark at night for about two years? But the, uh, the one story I never heard of was of Nabuo Fujita. There he is right there. An officer in the Japanese Navy. You see, the Imperials have found a way to launch a float plane by submarine. He actually came up with the idea, and he asked if he could fly a plane over the mainland drop incendiary bombs to start horrible forest fires and shock the conscience of the American people. This was their answer to the, to the Doolittle raid over Tokyo. So in September 1942, a few months after his submarine shelled and, 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 uh, and machine gunned the, uh, the fort in Astoria, the steering plan was put into motion. They, they surfaced, put together the plane real fast, Shot it off the submarine. And this is how this is how the New York Times covered the story. The crew assembled the plane, shot into the into the air with a catapult. Uh, the, 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 the pilot oriented himself with the Cape Bianco lighthouse and flew over the coastal range and dropped two 168-pound firebombs over the forest in the hope of setting terrible forest fires. Now his plane was spotted from the ground but no one had anything better to shoot at it other than a deer rifle. So he flew back to the submarine and horrified to discover that it was not there. Uh, He feared it had been discovered and had been forced to leave him behind. Uh, So he flew around about a half hour. He he actually resigned himself to actually flying his plane into the lighthouse. Uh, But on his way over there, he found the sub over there with a, a small oil leak, found it, landed. They parked it up, went down 250 feet below the surface and waited for the eventual depth charges. Didn't find him. Three weeks later, Mr. Fujita flew the almost identical mission and dropped two more bombs. Now, neither of these bombs on either mission caused much of a fire. Oregon is wet most of the year. But it did provoke alarm up and down the coast. Over in Tokyo, the headlines uh, were, incendiary bomb dropped at Oregon State. The state, not the university. The, the, the Oregon state. But that's what it said. First air raid on mainland America, big shock to Americans. I've never heard this story. 
I assumed that the war was over west, over there, not over here. I didn't realize that they hit the mainland. I'll finish the story in a bit. This is my Paul Harvey moment. You'll have to wait to hear the rest of the story. A couple of you will have to explain to the other people who Paul Harvey was another time. So why did I bring all that up? I'll be honest. I should not be the one giving a sermon on forgiveness. I know I'm a pastor. I probably preach preach forgiveness many a time over my 25 years so far preaching. But my firsthand knowledge of actual true forgiveness is it's pretty thin. From a humankind kind of standpoint, my need for forgiveness from anybody is, is pretty low. And I hope that my need to offer forgiveness is also pretty nil. Nobody has really hurt me that bad that I brood about it for decades. No one has ever hurt or killed anyone in my family. I've, I've, I've not been maimed. No one has ever tried to sabotage my career, stolen my car, torched my house, shot my dog, anything like that. No one has ever violated my body, robbed me at gunpoint. I'm guessing my wife hasn't cheated, the FBI doesn't have a file on me, and I've not been incarcerated for something I haven't done. My life sounds pretty easy. So my need to offer someone forgiveness is low. Uh, this, this summer, we're off to a city that does a lot of blues music. And my kids were trying to, actually, were trying to explain what blues music was. And I'm like, Dad, we got the blues real bad. I'm like, yeah, look at your life. You got the blues real bad. Like, what is the blues song that we sing in our family, right? Like, I woke up too early this morning. And someone was in the bathroom and I had to wait 15 minutes. Like, the blues songs that I can come up with aren't exactly uh, riveting. You know, I went to the fridge, opened it up, and the date on the milk was too old, and so I had to figure out, could I still drink it, do the smell test, have a kid taste it first before I taste it? But I know, I know that some of you have stories where you have been truly hurt, where you have been robbed, where you have been lied to, cheated on, violated, falsely accused, where there is a person or people out there that has truly done you wrong. So there may be more qualified people in this room to share about the power of offering forgiveness. On the flip side, as far as I know, I have not messed over anybody uh, so bad to the point where it would merit a lifetime of scorn and wrath. I've made mistakes. I just haven't ruined anybody's life yet. I still got time. I can still figure it out. My kids are teenagers. They will tell you that we ruin their life all the time. I have lost a friendship or two over something that I have said or over something that I've done. Uh, I remember guest preaching for a friend, a pastor friend, called me up and says, hey, uh, I got a date Saturday night. I got a Saturday night service. Can you preach for me? I'm like, yeah, I can preach for you. Uh, went to his town, gave the, you know, did the service. Uh, at the end of the service, I got to keep my mouth shut. I, I, I get in trouble when I just try to go for that one little last laugh thing. And I, and I, and I told the congregation, hey, ask, ask, ask him how his date went tonight. Turns out he told them that he was at a conference. He didn't tell them there, yeah, and he, he, he straight up lied. I did not know this. Uh, but I'm the one that let the cat out of the bag, and that next morning I got a call because he was getting, he was He was getting messed over. Should have kept my big mouth shut. Haven't talked to him since. Do you ever have those moments where you wish that you could just replay a conversation? Where you wish you could replay uh, the day before so you didn't mess up? Some of us rehash these events years later. that's That's what regret is. Regret. Digging up stuff that should, let me, let me try it like this. Regret, the etymology of the word. Regret. Re, re means what? Re means yeah, to do again, right? To, to redo something, to re something. Gret, uh, European word. Uh, comes from Latin. The French took it and the uh, Germans took it. In the French way, gret means to cry, to weep. Uh, to re-weep over something. 
The Germans take a more dark turn on it. Uh, Gret means uh, uh, death, something that should stay dead. When we regret, we, act, we, we once again bring up something that should stay dead. I got regrets. And then I dig them back up again. And, and, and I've done enough work in cemeteries. My family took care of a cemetery. Good rule of thumb, don't dig in a cemetery. You're not going to like what you're going to find. That's what regret is. Digging up stuff that should just stay buried. I know some of you have stories where you have hurt others. Maybe by accident. Maybe on purpose. Or there is a person or people out there that you have truly done wrong. So there may be more qualified people who could share about the need of, of seeking forgiveness. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, he shared a few words that were picked up by the gospel writers. As they gambled for his clothes at the base of the cross, he asked God to forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here's where we are in the story. Peter and the other disciples, save John, already left. Peter already denying him. Judas betraying him. Uh, two criminals hanging on each side at that point, hurling insults. But after a while, the crowd kind of disperses. It gets quiet. And the condemned just get on the business of just dying already. The soldiers who lifted the bodies to the beams and nailed it in, they're now just sitting waiting at the, at the foot of the cross, bored, and just, when is this day going to get over? All they're doing is following orders. And they roll dice to see who'd get close of the executed. In response to all that happened, Jesus speaks words that strangely carry no anger, no calls for revenge, nor a final blessing for his disciples to hear just the words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. One of his last acts was to ask his Father in heaven to give forgiveness. And that is, that is forgiveness that I don't know. I don't know if I could do. I pray to God I am never tested like this. But that's why we tell these stories. So we have a blueprint of this is how, this is how to act. This is what it means to be Christ-like. Lent is a time to examine our lives, our character, our personalities. Uh, can we have a love like this? Lord, I am a humble sinner. Don't have great sins, uh, but I got enough sins that uh, I have to atone. If we don't seek or give forgiveness, then we meet and carry the dead with us. We have that regret, again, digging up stuff that should have stayed buried. And so I think back to Officer Fujita, who as far as we know has been the only enemy combatant to ever drop a bomb in wartime on U.S. mainland. After the war, he started a hardware store in Japan. But the war never left him. As, as happens to soldiers. In the early 60s, he wanted to make things right. Again, from the New York Times. A quiet, humble man who in his later years, deeply ashamed of his air raids on the U.S., Mr. Fujita eventually forged a remarkable friendship with the people of Brookings, the small logging town whose forest he had bombed. On his first post-war visit to Brookings, 1962, Mr. Fujita carried with him a 400-year-old samurai sword that had been in his family all those generations, and he wanted to present the sword to the mayor and offer, like, I am sorry. Uh, truth is, he was very anxious before that visit, um, fretting whether the Oregonians would accept his apology or if they would wish him dead. Uh, so he actually carried the sword, according to his grandson, carried the sword, so if the mayor rejected the apology, he would commit ritual suicide in front of the town. That never had to happen. They showed him hospitality, affection and respect that he felt he did not deserve. So began the metamorphosis from an enemy bomber of Brookings to an honorary citizen. He donated $1,000 to the library so they could buy books about peace. 
and about Japan, and hopefully there would never, ever be a war between their two nations again. Churches and businesses in Brookings contributed $3,000 to pay for his next trip to Oregon, and when he could afford to, he also sent a delegation from Brookings back to his hometown and show him around. He also made three more visits to Brookings over the years, planting trees to mark the spot where he dropped the bombs and taking part in a 1994 ceremony to dedicate a state historical marker near the site. When he passed away in 1997, his ashes were scattered around the trees that were planted where he dropped the bombs. Forgiveness asked, forgiveness received. I have seen the power and the devastation of regret, and it is real, and it is powerful. And I have seen, seen the power of forgiveness, given and received, and it is real, and it is more powerful. If you need forgiveness today, seek it out. If you need to offer forgiveness, think about it, pray about it. You are meeting the dead over and over again. And in the end, may we have enough strength and fortitude to share in those same words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive me, for I know not what I do. May you find and give the power of forgiveness in this Lenten season. And the family of God said, Amen. Jesus was sharing a meal, Passover meal, with his disciples. And during the meal, he took the bread, gave thanks, and he broke it. And he said, take and eat, all of you. This is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he took the cup, and he poured out the fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in my name. In the Methodist church, there are no rules about who can and cannot take communion. All are welcome at this table. The table is set. Please come forward. As willing and able, let's stand and sing our final song today, Nothing But the Blood.
team, to the people upstairs uh, who make this happen, uh, to the ministry team, to those online, and to all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that as we walk through the season of Lent, may we find forgiveness and mercy along its path. Amen.